Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Wednesday, April 13th, 2022 in the Gregorian calendar and the 12th of Nisan, 5782 in the Hebrew calendar. Now, let's get to the news. Following four deadly terror attacks, Israel's defense forces have sent 14 battalions to the West Bank to reinforce troops, crack down on terrorism, and carry out offensive operations. The increase of troops has allowed the IDF to operate in cities like Jenin, Hebron, and Nablus. These raids are being conducted by all security forces, IDF, police, border police, and the Shin Bet Israeli Security Agency. Despite heavy gunfire from armed Palestinians, IDF soldiers are arresting terrorist operatives and confiscating their weapons. Dozens of Palestinians have been arrested, more have been injured, and several killed following the latest round of violence. Rumors are circulating that Hamas is going to be sending rockets into Israel soon, but that's not confirmed. This is sort of just a word on the street, something that people are fearful of. The Palestinian Islamic terror group has put out a statement on their website inciting Palestinians and trying to get them to believe that Jews are preparing to make animal sacrifices in their holy shrine, the Al-Aqsa Mosque. A fellow journalist and podcast listener brought this story to my attention. The claims are entirely false and clearly meant to rile their crowd. I'll read the first two bullet points, which are, again, entirely false. I'm going to read them from their website. The Palestinian Islamic resistance movement Hamas warns the Zionist occupation leaders and Zionist extremist groups against implementing the scheme of animal slaughtering on the so-called Passover in Al-Aqsa Mosque and affirms that our Palestinian people will not allow this at any cost. That was bullet one. Bullet two. We hold the occupation responsible for all the repercussions as this represents a dangerous escalation that crosses all red lines and a direct assault on the beliefs and feelings of the Islamic Ummah during this holy month. Now again, Jews do not and have not made animal sacrifices for centuries. In place of sacrifice, Jews pray They do not slaughter animals, they pray. Certainly Jews are not going to be slaughtering any animals for Passover, and moreover, they are not going to be doing it inside of a mosque. After being vandalized twice consecutively in less than a week, the biblical shrine of Joseph's tomb was restored and renovated in a rare daytime operation. Several construction teams arrived at the site in Nablus, accompanied by military forces from the Samaria Brigade. As they entered, rocks were thrown at the vehicle, and the Palestinian Red Crescent said in a statement that 31 Palestinians were injured in clashes with Israeli forces on Wednesday morning. Similar visits to restore the site in 2010 and 2015 were done, but in darkness to avoid clashes. Upon entering the site, teams witnessed the damage for the first time 
in using their eyes instead of pictures or video. Besides restoring the damaged sections of the tomb, the teams were repainting the site's charred walls, replacing the windows, and installing new plumbing and electricity. This was the first operation of its kind since Joseph's tomb was handed over to Palestinians in 2000. Joseph's tomb was torched and smashed up just days ago during an act of violence. The tomb is sacred to both Jews and Muslims. Some illegal outposts in the West Bank are about to get hooked up to electricity after the Justice Ministry Tuesday gave the plan the green light. Yamina party member Nir Orbach listed this as one of his demands that needed to be met in order to keep him in the coalition, though this cannot be proven that, that these two things happened at the same time or that they one affected the other. He threatened to leave the coalition last week after Edith Silman announced that she would be leaving the party. And things have been shaky ever since, since the government is just a seat away from completely toppling over. With Silman out, the majority lost its majority, and now Parliament is 60-60 in terms of seats, and it needs to be 61 to have a majority. The Justice Ministry says the outposts are built on Israeli state land and not private Palestinian land, and that there is another approval in the works that will soon grant Palestinian homes in West, in the, in West Bank Area C access to this grid as well, so that they can have power from this grid as well. The Chinese embassy is not very happy with Israel at the moment. Yesterday, we reported that the Shin Bet was looking into potential listening devices that they believed were inside coffee mugs that the embassy gave to Israeli government offices as a gift. The story was first reported by Army Radio, and then it went viral. Reports said Israel's security agency, also known as the Shin Bet, were checking out the mugs. Turns out there were no listening devices inside of them, and it just made the Chinese embassy very upset. The pictures that came out showed a little nook in the mugs that looked suspicious, but tech experts from the Shin Bed say it's just meant to maintain a vacuum in the side of the mug and maintain the temperature of the liquid inside and that it's in no way a listening device. Today marks 74 years since the Hadassah Medical Convoy Massacre, when a group of Jewish doctors, nurses, students, patients, and guards were murdered by Arab forces while traveling through Sheikh Jarrah, which is the Arabic name for this East Jerusalem neighborhood. At the time, the British mandate was coming to a close and Jerusalem was a bitter battleground for both Jews and Arabs following the aftermath of the United Nations partition plan, as well as the much-anticipated Israeli declaration of independence and some new transportation routes which were about to be produced. One of these places was Mount Scopus, home to Hebrew University, as well as Hadassah, as well as Hadassah Hospital. This was a location that was tense at the time. At this time, Arab forces blocked access to the mountain, cut off access to supplies. The one route to the hospital was being hit with mines and sniper fire and was struggling with a lack of resources. The humanitarian convoy that was sent was told it would be safe, but instead, they were ambushed. On the morning of April 13, 1948, Arab forces began attacking at around 9.30 a.m., first detonating a landmine and then striking with small arms and Molotov cocktails. Five vehicles were able to escape, while two buses were hit by Molotov cocktails and set ablaze. Passengers tried to escape the vehicles, 
but were unable to. It took hours for near for nearby forces to offer assistance. The massacre lasted until at least 5 p.m., and at least 79 people died in this event. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News podcast, we'd like you to consider sending over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News slash support. The financial support that we get from subscribers helps us maintain our show and it helps us continue to grow and try to reach new audiences. Subscribers will get a handwritten thank you note and a little poem that I write myself to let you know how thrilled we are to have your support. Some of you are about to receive some thank you notes from me in the mail, so keep an eye open. Thank you all for your interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, our world politics. We have one link in the show notes which you can click on and that'll take you to the page where you too can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check that out at israeldaily.news. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend and three, you can follow us on Facebook at israeldaily.news as well as Shanna Fold. My name has two N's in it and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. And now for a medical story by Dr. Steve Shalit. A team of researchers from Hebrew University's Institute of Archaeology studied the remains of a large campsite near the Sea of the Galilee, around nine kilometers south of Tiberias, dating from the last ice age, also called the last glacial maximum. This was around 23,000 years ago. The campsite, previously underwater, was rich in artifacts, including flint tools, charred plant remains, bones of animals from gazelle, foxes, hares, fish, and even cereal grains, which showed that these primitive humans had a robust life had a robust lifestyle, whereas most of the world's population covered in ice and existing in sub-zero temperatures typically starved to death. Apparently not here. The campsite called Ohalo Number no. 2 was underwater until 1989 when drought conditions lowered the level of the Sea of the Galilee by several meters. Climate changes during the Ice Age had little effect on the Upper Jordan Valley, specifically near Ohalo 2, which explains the availability of edible plant life and game for hunting. The entire area under the study covers about 2,000 meters and contains the remains of six oval-shaped brush huts, open-air earths, the grave of an adult male, and even a garbage dump. Hebrew U graduate student Tikva Steiner led the study saying that the findings from this site do not indicate a decline in the availability of food from this period, but rather a rich diversity of food sources and a true broad-spectrum economy. Interestingly enough, some primitive food utensils even included the shells of turtles and tortoises, which were probably used as bowls, maybe for the cereal grains that we found at the site. What an interesting piece. I cannot get enough archaeology stories, especially when they come from this region, but this one really took me back in time. I hope that you are imagining all of the findings just like I was. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Wednesday, April 13th, 2022. Tel Aviv has a low of 11 degrees Celsius and a high of 20 degrees. That's 52 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 68 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We 
are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I also usually add in a few personal anecdotes so you can get the inside scoop on what's going on in my personal life. And I always mention on professional highlights from the Israel Daily News podcast as well. You can sign up for this on our website at israeldaily.news. Thank you to Michelle Milner for her social media work. And a big thanks to our intern, Perry Schwartz, for writing some of today's stories. I'll send you off today with a song called Aneni by cousin duo Kunda and Laor. Have a great and productive day. Pumping this love from Leva Olam. Beat Aleph Bed, beat, beat Bafanan. Inside the land of Zion It's a dance designed to move everyone So yalla kulam, put your worries aside This beat is a sign, your body decides Yalla kulam, we won't let them divide Jerusalem sisters all on the same side Where